0: Welcome to episode 26 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season three. Together, we are creating a library of stories. I am your host, Hamida, and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Listeners, before I introduce our guest for today, I have to tell you about this really thrilling experience that we as a family had today. Before I tell you what we did today, I want to give you some historical background. So, many, many years ago, when I was engaged to my now husband, he and I used to drive almost 30 miles from Queens, New York to Long Island, New York on Friday nights to see movies in drive in theaters. We both loved to do that. Then, when the world found different ways of watching movies and streaming them, etc., the drive-in theaters disappeared, and that was really sad. Well, fast forward to today. Our local township, it's a small township in New Jersey, and our local government found this amazing way of bringing people together. And they created this lovely drive-in theater in our humongous park. And tonight, there were hundreds of cars there. And it was so euphoric to just lay down in the trunk of our SUV, propped up by pillows, and watching a movie in the park with everybody else. What was even more exciting was our 17-year-old son loved it. It was his first ever drive-in theater movie experience and the icing over the cake was the movie that we saw it's a 2020 animated disney and pixar movie called onward it's a must see i probably should be charging disney for saying this and advertising for them but it is a really really good movie and the message that my my son and i got out of this were two different messages so here's what my son got out of it He said he learned from it that we should be appreciative of what we already have in our lives. And what I got out of it was magic exists. If you believe in yourself, magic will happen. Why am I telling you all this, you may ask? Firstly, I just wanted to share with someone that we had an amazing family experience. And so I am sharing this with my listeners. Secondly, I want you to hold on to that question because I want to answer this question at the very end of this episode after you listen to the interview. Let me now introduce our guest for today. I met her over a year ago when I attended a one-week workshop at the Modern Editor Academy. MEA is a cool academy and its motto is, come to Baja California, Sur, Mexico to reset, restore, And repurpose your life and that is exactly what I was able to do when I attended their workshop and I would highly recommend it to anyone else who wants to do the same the founder of the Academy is Chip Condi, a hospitality entrepreneur who joined Airbnb as their strategic advisor when he was 52 years old and the Academy's chief experience officer is our guest for today everyone please welcome Christine Sperber. Hello, Christine. Thank you so much for coming on my show of Sharing Life Lessons. It's so wonderful to see you after a whole year. It brings back such lovely memories of the ocean, of Baja, of the big cactus, and also of all the lovely people that I met at Modern Elder Academy. So
1: Christine, please start us off by telling us something about yourself. Well, at first, I just want to recognize right back at you how great it is to see you, Hamida. You are just the whole package, and you were so wonderful to have in cohort and additive to the entire experience and helped shape a wonderful week for everyone that participated that week. So it was a very special week for me. I am the Chief Experience Officer of the Modern Elder Academy, which is a really big mouthful for I get to design fun stuff for us to do. Jeff who is our chief education officer, just two days ago in a meeting said, Christine designs ways for us to learn the lessons without using our brain. Then he got really afraid that he'd offended me, but absolutely hadn't. (laughs) You know what I mean, right, Christine? You know what I mean? (laughs) Of course I do. Um, So everything experiential with nature as a teacher, somatic exercise, or collaborative baking, anything that we can do to make, to embody the the lessons that we're trying to bring to life at MEA, I get to design or co-design. We actually work super collaboratively. And I ended up at the Modern Elder Academy because I had partnered with the founder, Chip Conley, on a few projects before one was <laughs> his birthday party that he has produced somewhere in the world uh, every five years for about the last 30 years. And I produced his 55th birthday party in Baja, California. So where I've been living for, I guess, about eight eight to 10 years at that point. He and I partnered um, on a real estate development down there before that. So when He's, the concept of bringing MEA to life out of his book, The Making of a Modern Elder, Wisdom at Work. Sorry, it's actually Wisdom at Work, The Making of a Modern Elder, <laughs> this is the title of the book. Uh, he wanted to bring that to life into what has now become the week long workshops, and we definitely had several iterations of what MEA looked like before it was as it is today. He called me, asked me if I would. Run it for him, and my immediate answer was no. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'd been uh, freelance. Twist your arms to, for you to do that. I mean, it wasn't a big twist. He is Chip Conley. Uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world, dear friend, and uh, I. I went back to what sh- I think it's Sheryl Sandberg said when someone offers you a seat on a rocket ship, you don't ask which one. But I had been very happily freelancing with a lot of free time for a few years. And coming back into a hospitality startup environment was super intriguing or appealing, but working with Chip certainly was. And I am so glad that I climbed onto that rocket ship because I've met just countless wonderful people and have learned so much along the way. Sometimes I actually think it's ridiculous that I get paid to do what I do and I should be paying because. I think I am a better person today than I was when we started the project. That's wonderful to hear.
0: And I'm sure Chip Conley's 55th birthday
1: must have been a blast. (laughs) Would love to see those pictures. (laughs) I got to throw everything at it. I really did. He was a wonderful partner. He had a lot of trust. And I got to build meaning and ritual into celebration. So it wasn't just, there's this difference between wellness and amusement and I'm not so interested in amusement I'm fascinated by the idea of, of wellness and thriving and so being able to bring this whole thing together that we brought 130 people from all over the world and to build in ritual and meaning and to be able to spend money locally in ways that benefit local economy, which is something I think just misses a lot. People don't realize the power of every single dollar. You make intentional choices, you can really impact communities, especially in a rustic place like Todos Santos and Pescadero, certainly growing, thriving places. But when you make the choice to hire a street taco vendor to produce the food for your event you're impacting a small business with a family and they show up with the taco cart and the mom has made the salsas and it's just i don't think that you can overstate how important those choices can be and so to be able to produce this that was fun and celebratory and so much connection and also feel like we were doing it in a way that was meaningful. It was just, it was the whole package. We really had a a fun time with it.
0: Yeah, and and upgrading local communities has become so much more important in these COVID times. So it looks like you even used to do it before. And I'm hoping that others are beginning to do it in their own communities because local shops, they, they really are not doing very well. But Christine, let's move on to your stories. I know you have several stories to share with
1: us, so I can't wait to listen to them. So yeah, tell us your stories, Christine. Uh, well, my first story is about uh, a young woman that I worked with on a project in Toto Santos who just had a huge impact on me. Her name is Kapner Clark. And at the time, she was, I think, 24 years old when she came to work for us. And another one that's the whole package so smart and so organized obviously it was easy to see that her star was rising even though she might not have recognized that at 24 but the thing that I learned the most from Kapner was she had such a developed sense of self and such great boundaries she really taught me boundaries and as embarrassing maybe as that may be in my 40s I had to learn boundaries from someone in their 20s her clarity was so inspiring, and I loved working with her.
0: Christine, tell the listeners why you think boundaries are important. Why should you have boundaries?
1: <laughs> Great question. Why are boundaries important? Without boundaries, it's really difficult to find the word no. And no actually has opened up possibly more doors than yes has opened up for me. So finding the edges of what I'm willing to do. hmm Carving out time for myself to spend time with my family, my dogs, to exercise, to recharge, all of that makes me better at what I do when I'm turned back on into work. I think as a younger person, I definitely tended to take it all on, feel like I had to produce every part of every project and learning to find the edges of what I was willing to do has been a really important lesson for me and I won't say I have it in the can at all (laughs) I'm still learning (laughs) and I still probably tend to overwork but it's I'm aware of it and I'm getting there and I'm better at it every day and I've got great partners to help me find my way but I just will always be grateful to Kavner for her clarity about her boundaries and the way that she so quietly demonstrated it it's like if she had sat me down and tried to talk me through it, I never would have gotten it as well as I did just by sharing an office with her and watching her demonstrate being good to herself. Learning by example. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> tell us tell us your next story. This is great. <laughs> we always hear that it's important to surround yourself with good people. And I just have had such Great fortune of working with amazing people. Kay Scora, who you've had on this podcast, I have learned so much from Kay. I mean, I could go on, we could talk for hours just about what I've learned from Kay. If I had to distill my most important lesson from Kay, she's not afraid to try. She's just not afraid to try. She's constantly creating and creative and it's never formulaic. I've watched her in front of the classroom in academic situations, I've watched her leading dance classes, I've watched her leading yoga classes, and it is always in response to what's happening in the room. It's never a formula, it's never a script. It's because she has such a deep command of her work that she can listen and process and respond in real time. And it sounds like all teachers should be doing that. And they're not. We're not. So I'm I'm really inspired by her presence and creativity and the way that in the moment by staying present and listening and processing, she can draw on the well of an entire lifetime worth of work. And say the exact right thing. I
0: just heard you say, Christine, that she listens well.
1: <laughs> Tell us more about that. Why is listening well important? Oh, isn't that one of the best games that you've ever played? I heard yes. you say it. So this comes from her Gestalt listening practice where I think the thing I like about it most is when she does it at the beginning of a workshop, it puts you on notice that you are expected to pay attention in a deeper way. And so the, I heard you say exercise is you parrot back exactly what someone said, not Hamida, I heard you say that you really like Kay, but the exact words in parentheses. And for me, the first time I ran through that exercise with Kay I felt like I had been put on notice that I was going to be expected to show up and be present in a different way than I ever had before. But
0: well, the person who you're listening to, that makes a world of a difference, right? If they know that you're fully present and you're listening to them, that makes them feel so much more valuable and that conversation makes them feel so much more valuable.
1: Absolutely. So I think we're programmed, sadly, to... Be thinking about our response while someone's speaking and this just takes us right out of that cadence. You can't possibly be thinking about where you're going to take the conversation if you're so tuned into someone so that you can repeat back their exact words. It's such a brain switch.
0: <laughs> I'm with you there. So, <laughs> so I heard you say that Kay was not afraid to try and you really enjoyed her creativity and that aspect of her. Who else and what
1: else? (laughs) Not all of the lessons that I've learned along the way have been positive. I have been absolutely burned by people that I've worked with. And and those are really strong lessons also. i worked with someone who at the end of a very intense startup period, Just let me know that the verbal agreement that we had about equity was not going to stand. And that was an important learning. (laughs) That was a painful and important learning, but important. And I came out of that thinking, okay, I never again will not get it in writing, but I will also never again work with anyone that I think I need to have it in writing. And those things might sound like, they're in, at opposites, but they're really not. They're not in conflict at all. I will only work with people I have a deep trust for and that we have enough mutual respect that we will put it in writing so that we are both protected.
0: Yeah, I don't know whether you listen to Abraham Hicks, but she is uh, someone who talks about the law of attraction. And her big thing is, unless you don't go through what you don't want and you don't experience what you don't want, you won't know what you want. So take that as actually a blessing that you're being offered things that you don't want because only then when you experience it, do you realize, I don't want this, I want want something opposite. And then you put that into the universe and say, I am looking for this universe. Can you offer me this? Uh, So
1: that's exactly what you're saying. And I love that, Hamida. That's such a beautiful framework for it. Thank you. Sure.
0: <laughs> and, um, I lo- and, and I love how this is going. I love how we are talking about so many people that are teaching us so much.
1: <laughs> well, I came out of that experience feeling, I think, like anyone would kind of confused and burned. And I started practicing yoga when I was about 17 years old. And I started to wonder if perhaps the business world just wasn't for me. I'd really put everything I had into this startup. It was a hospitality startup and we'd had a ton of success. And I thought maybe it was my last project. Like this was the one that I was going to ride into the sunset. And so I came out of it kind of reeling and confused and thought maybe secular business world just wasn't for me. And I should retreat more into the spiritual world, more into yoga world. And And that's when I met Chip. And Chip has done all of this work around being good to people, being good to employees, which doesn't seem like it should be groundbreaking work. But any of us who've worked in business, we know that is groundbreaking work. That is shockingly progressive to take care of people. And sadly... And Chip really restored my faith that business could be a force for good. So we initially partnered on a real estate project, and then that flowed into the birthday party, and now into MEA, the Modern Elder Academy, where we get to impact people's lives in all different kinds of ways. And sometimes I almost feel like I love having our guests come through and have these transformative week-long experiences with us. But sometimes I almost think about the academy more as a tool to transform our local community and that everyone who comes through and has a great experience, they're almost just, it's a byproduct of creating an economic engine that powers our community. And when I I wrote the first operating budget for the academy and I went to Chip with it and he, he wasn't familiar with working in Mexico, so I could have put anything in front of him. And I put it down and I said, you know, here you go. And here's, these are salaries and I can't justify them locally. I want you to know that we could pay people a lot less money and still hire them. But this is what I think is fair. And this is, if we want to see people really thriving, these are fair salaries, but I won't pretend to you that I can justify them. And he just said, fine, let's do it. Incredible. And that's the culture that we've built. I mean, we have, single mothers that are thriving we have supported the chef and his family and we've got people living on campus and it's just the sense of pride that the staff take in what we do what we present to people week in and week out the spirit of generosity that really rises up in them when we have people on campus comes from it comes from us taking care of them and then them extending on to taking care of our guests. And I think it's my favorite thing that I've gotten to work on in, in my entire life. It's this feedback loop of goodness. And they love coming to work. Our guests love coming to the Academy. I love getting to watch it all in motion. And uh, I'm very grateful. That's part of my life. That's lovely to hear. <laughs> That's lovely to hear. So Christine, all my
0: guests normally tell us this one story that has impacted their life, and then we talk about the life lesson that they came out learning from that experience. But you're doing something different. You're telling us several stories. (laughs) And I want to ask you, why is it that you're telling us several stories? Is there an overarching life lesson that you're
1: trying to get to? And if so, let's hear it. (laughs) I think my overarching life lesson has been that there are life lessons everywhere and that when you have the good fortune to be surrounded by great people or not so great people that there are lessons to be picked up along the way, no matter who they are, or what you're doing. And again, mainly I've had the good fortune of being around great people, but You know not all in traditional teaching roles or mentorship roles and there but there's been plenty to learn from each and every one of them really so i think maybe my overarching lesson is keep your eyes open and invite the learning from everywhere and
0: everyone you are with there you go thank you i love it i love it thank you christine this was a great conversation Thank you so much for being a guest on the
1: show. I am honored. Thank you for having me. I am more honored if I can one-up you in the honor department. (laughs) And we can go on forever with that. (laughs) Thank you, Christine. Thank you, my dear.
0: Listeners, Christine told us about how she learned different lessons from different times of her life and from different people in her life. And I'm going to try and list some of these very important lessons. One, boundaries are important. Two, listening is important. Three, trust is paramount in a personal or professional relationship. Four, and I hope I remember this lesson for a long, long time and also maybe try and implement it in my life as soon as possible, which is create a feedback loop of goodness. And Christine's overarching lesson is there are life lessons everywhere. You can pick up lessons from the great people around you and the not so great people around you. You can also pick up lessons from the positive experiences of your life and also from the negative experiences of of your life. And that's the reason why I told you about our family fun experience at the um, local drive-in movies today, because both my son and I learned something from the movies, which further substantiates what Christine said as her overarching life lesson that there are lessons to be learned from everywhere. Listeners, this brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.